Welcome to the world's first Straight Talk SolarCast. This is your go-to podcast for answers about solar. Brought to you by Solar Harmonics in Northern California, who invite their customers to own their energy by purchasing a solar panel system for their home, business, or farm. Each episode, we discuss questions facing people making the decision to go solar. The solutions to your questions are given to you straight by one of the leading experts in the solar industry, Jamie Duran, president of Solar Harmonics. Feel free to search our library for answers to questions that you're facing when considering solar. And now, here's Adam Duran, our host with the questions, and Jamie Duran, our solar expert with Straight Talk SolarCast. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Adam. How's everything in the land of solar today? Oh, it is going great. Uh, there's a whole new world positivity about <laughs> solar renewable energy, and uh, it's, uh, it's yeah, it's pretty great. So uh, thank you to all of our elected officials, at least the Senate so far, and that has passed the Inflation Reduction Act. I'm not sure how great it'll be for everybody else, but for the solar people and the electric car people and the heating and cooling people oh, and, and electricians and insulation, it's, it's pretty awesome. So, Good. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, everybody else. <laughs> Did they address the the our? Right, don't ask me any questions. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of questions. Okay. A lot of questions. Yeah, I'm not an expert in yes. it, uh, but there was an actually a really good article on it, uh, npr.org mm. uh, that would uh, it, it kind of explains you know why going solar helps fight fight inflation, and that's what we were kind of talking about. You know. Solar, once you own it, it's certainly a hedge against uh, future electricity costs. And these electricity costs, at least here in California, are in, going crazy. I saw, I saw an article that said PG&E has increased their uh, generation fees by 75%. And that's because uh, there's a drought in California and a lot of power comes from hydroelectric. Oh, no. And without water... <laughs> There's not a lot of hydroelectric, so they're having to buy power from other sources, which is more expensive. Apparently, 75% more expensive. How, how, wait, raising my hand. Can you call on me? <laughs> Thank you. Yes. All right. Thanks for not interrupting. Yeah. How, yeah. how can that be when PG&E already has the most expensive power in the continental United States? <laughs> They don't burn coal and they don't burn petroleum coke and they don't burn uh, heating oil and things like that. So they're already, they use a lot of natural gas okay. and that's been going up in price as well uh, because of the whole Russian Ukrainian, uh, somehow that affects us over here. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so all of their, you know, where they're getting the power from is going up and they're certainly not going to pay for that. So they are passing it out. No, somebody's got to pay. Somebody's got to pay. And it's not unique to California. I mean, right. I've heard Texas is, is in big, big trouble. Like, uh, there's so much demand for power that they just can't supply it. And so uh, yeah, I, saw, I heard one Bitcoin miner who is getting paid $9 million to not run the Bitcoin miner. Huh? So, <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a good business for sure. So, wow. Um, yeah. I, I'll crazy. raise my hand again and say, I will not be doing yep. my Bitcoin farm. Anybody? Anybody? No, no, not over here. <laughs> there, uh, there are plenty of power for your Bitcoin. Farm. And that was my my job. My When people asked me when I was a kid, what do you want to do? I was like, can someone pay me to watch TV? No. Yeah. No. You certainly can. <laughs> Bitcoin farming was not 
<laughs> not an option. Or not <laughs> not, or not their Bitcoin mining and solar together. <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right. What do you got for us In today? any event. Yes. Yeah. So there's, there's some really nice looking rebates uh, coming down the road. I don't know when, but they are uh, in line. And what this will do is it'll, instead of the person buying, say, a uh, electric stove or electric, anything electric, is basically going to be qualifying. Any big thing mm -hmm. is qualifying for a rebate, but instead of that person applying for the rebate and they got to go back and forth with all the different rebate stuff, it's actually going to be uh, so that rebate amount will be sent to the manufacturer, and then the manufacturer will actually get the rebate, but they're supposed to pass it on uh. to the consumer. Hello, government, please send me 30% off of everyone's solar and I will be sure to, to not increase my prices. So, uh, but yeah, so it's, uh. so uh, $1,750 for a hot, uh, for a heat pump water heater. Uh, and we've talked about those on a, a previous podcast. Yeah. They work really well. $8,000 for a electric heat pump for uh, heating or cooling. And that's really great. I imagine that also applies to mini splits, which are kind of like the, the large room uh, air conditioners that are used in most countries, except for here. Yep. Uh, but yeah, they work great. And an $8,000 rebate. That's pretty great. Yes. Uh, $840. Oh, oh, you have to have... Uh, Qualified income wise for these two. So, what's that mean? <laughs> uh, you can, if you lose the rebate, if you make up to 150% of the area median income. So, how do you figure that out, Adam? Google? Question mark. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, $840 for electric stove, cook, cooktop, oh. ranger oven, okay. uh, or an electric heat pump clothes dryer. I'm not familiar with those, but that sounds great. Uh, not an electric dryer, but electric heat pump closure. And then uh, $4,000 for a service panel upgrade, a main service. That's pretty great. Uh, $1,600 for insulation, air sealing, ventilation. $2,500 for electric wiring. So that's that's pretty awesome. And uh, those will keep keep things moving electrically. And, uh, in, you know, a lot of people of older homes, uh, we just had somebody... The other day, say that uh, they, they just could not justify spending seven to eight thousand dollars on electrical upgrades, so they could go solar. So this mm. would hopefully help this person. Okay, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Maybe this time next year, let's see what's out there. Uh, but the big thing for solar is a uh, thirty percent tax credit. Uh, so currently, as of today, it is twenty six percent, and once this goes through, it goes to thirty percent, and then it's retroactive to January first. Uh, all of this has to be voted on by the House and by you know, approved by the president and all that kind of stuff. But we will see uh, how it goes. But at least right now, it's looking really good. The other super cool part is that the tax credit is locked in for the next 10 years. So that's uh, that's pretty awesome right. because in previous years, it was always, oh, my God, we have to get it installed by the end of the year. Otherwise, we're going to lose you know the tax credit or we're going to lose part of the tax credit. And that's... And now it's 30% going forward. It's going to be much better on the IRS, much better on tax preparers, much better for installers and so forth. So we think that's really great. Uh, do you have questions? Because I can't see your hand being raised. <laughs> yes, I do. If, <laughs> All right. if that rebate's going to go to the manufacturer, how are they going to know the location of whoever is purchasing it? <laughs> 
probably through the dealer. So, uh, you know, like solar, okay. uh, heat pumps are installed by HVAC people. Right. And I bet there's a form that they're going to have to fill out in order to get that, that refund or that, that special price. And uh, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, uh, I don't know every every detail okay. on how this right. is going to work out. It sounds but, uh, very, very yeah. tough to get that. Whatever. Okay. I, I heard this thing's like 1,800 pages <laughs> thick. So oh people God. are still getting through it. So I do applaud NPR for kind of going through it and seeing what, you know, what is it really going to help? And so far, 30% on a, on a solar panel system is pretty great. And so, and then having it locked in for 2034, as they say in the Jewish re religion, Dayenu, which means uh, that would have been good enough. And mm. uh, nope, there's more. And so the other things that are that are in here are electric vehicle tax credits. Okay. Uh, but they exclude a lot of other uh, electric vehicles. So <laughs> one super cool thing is that you can get uh, up to $7,500 for a new electric vehicle and then 4000 for a used one. So. Wow. Uh, if you look on Craigslist now, you can probably find a 2014 uh, Nissan Leaf that has 70 miles of range, and that is a perfect teenager car. So <laughs> teenagers, <laughs> where do they need to go? And so it's uh, it's great because they can go back and forth to school. They have uh, lower insurance costs. No more, hey, Dad, I need $60 for gas. Hey, Dad, I need to get the tire check. Hey, Dad. Well, you still have to do that with the EV, but... I need sixty dollars for yes. gas. Sixty bucks. Well, now it's probably one hundred twenty dollars for gas. So, um, it's uh, it's this is much better, uh, and it's going to save people. This is a great way to fight inflation. Is an electric car, and there are big big incentives, which is really good. It does say that eligible buyers can't make more than three hundred thousand dollars a year on a jointly filed return. Mm. Uh, so you're going to have to talk to your accountant, see <laughs> see what kind of. Uh, rebate you'd be available to receive but this is uh it's pretty great too so um that's that's pretty awesome i so guess we're, we're gonna have to we are excited for all the details we're gonna have to wait until this thing's passed right because i'm oh, like oh yeah how do you do this with private sales like yeah you know. uh, i imagine uh you would be able to apply and not it wouldn't go through the dealer this rebate this would actually be one that you would apply for and you would just you know why don't you sell me your used electric car and then in a month I'll sell it back to you and then you can sell it back to me and then I can sell it back and we can make $4,000. You're retired, <laughs> but it's a, I'm not, I, that sounds like a, anyway, so what? it is, uh, it's amazing progress and it's going to be really great to, uh, to have these things uh, encourage more electricity use and then be able to reward people with higher tax incentives to go solar. Yeah, so it's uh, definitely have to go it solar. It just means solar is going to be around for a long time. So this is really great. They, so. they just have to go solar to make, to, to kind of complete the circle, right? To make it, for it to make sense. For sure. And, but the, the heat pump one is, is a major, 99% of the people I talk to who are in cooler areas like San Francisco, Oakland, Alameda, where their electricity costs are pretty low compared to, uh, you know, out in the valley where it's really warm. So they have really high heating costs and they spend a lot of money on natural gas. If they switch to a heat pump, uh, you know, now they need a lot more solar because now they're changing from, uh, from gas to electric. And then that's where it's going to get really interesting because they generally don't have room <laughs> for all the solar panels they're going to need. So it might uh, increase their usage, but 
we'll see how it goes. It's it's uh, like we always say, it's never a dull moment in the world of solar. No. Uh, we will post this article uh, on the show notes okay. so anyone can check it out and get the same information that I was just reading. Uh, you can dig in even deeper, but uh, it's, it's definitely good progress. Hopefully this will get passed and then uh, we'll next worry about PG&E net energy metering 3.0 and then the access fees but uh, we'll keep keep watching those things oh boy <laughs> carrot in the stick it's, it's it's better carrot. it's better than it was yeah. uh, this time last year so sure. the sun is shining it's uh birds are singing and the uh, next up you know as i just said dainu dainu <laughs> it would have been enough yes but you know we'll uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed for more all right we're gonna wrap it up there thank you for taking yep. another 10 minutes out of your week to spend with us and learn a little more about the solar industry and all the news that's coming in waves. Every week, there's something new, as Jamie always says. If you have a question for an upcoming episode, you know what to do. You can go to our Facebook page. It's Straight Talk Solarcast. Send us a message through there. If you'd like to go and check out our library of past episodes, go to solarharmonics.com, click on the podcast link, and you'll be taken to a library of our past episodes that you can search for. Maybe you have a question about leasing or uh, windmills, even. Jamie's done episodes where he explains all of that stuff, so you should definitely do that. And while you're there, why don't you refer a friend to this podcast? Because this will save them thousands upon thousands of dollars over the life of the system because it's not what you make, it's what you keep. That's what Jamie always preaches. And in the land of solar, that there's nothing truer than that. So until next time. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Straight Talk SolarCast with solar expert Jamie Duran. Join us each week for more answers to your solar questions. Speaking of questions, got some? Email us at solarcast at solarharmonics.com and we'll be sure to give you an answer in an upcoming episode. This episode of Straight Talk SolarCast is brought to you by Solar Harmonics, the leading solar energy developer in Northern California, who invite you to own your energy. Visit them on the web at www.solarharmonics.com.